Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Uh, another episode of 3x3 Hustle Hype. This is your host, Greg Heyer, 3x3 FIBA Asia Cup champion and uh, four-time NBL champion for the Perth Falcons. Before we uh, introduce uh, our next two guests, um, obviously don't want to downplay the significance of what's happening in the world. Uh, so acknowledge that it's obviously a very difficult period that we're facing, but um, as our two guests um, may touch on later, um, basketball and sport is a, is a beautiful thing where we engage with a lot of um, communities, people, and so obviously want to touch on that. Um, don't downplay the significance, but um, hopefully we can talk about that. Now, introducing our next two guests, dynamic duo, or however you may see fit. It's number one and two ranked in Australia, uh, number 35 ranked in the world, and number 53 ranked in the world. Um, and that is, well, you can talk about your nickname, Rebecca Cole and Maddie Garrick. How are we? Hey, Greg. Hey. How are we going? Oh, I'm very fantastic. I don't really like your demeanour at the moment, Maddie. You're not really hyped. I'm, I'm not sure if it's just because you've just got off the off the street or just got recording some beats, uh, whatever you are doing at the moment. But how are you two going in the Sorry. in the ISO world? Ah, oh, it's been um, yeah, it's been a very interesting time. Um, it started out like when it, isolation first started, very um, much something new from going from like a, a very structured working week in terms of training and everything to pretty much nothing. So um, it's been a, a period of transformation in terms of being creative and um, really digging deep into that kind of um, self-motivation, which I definitely struggled with for a little bit at the start. Um, but now that, you know, there's a little bit more dates on easing of restrictions and that sort of thing. It's kind of like, okay, well now we have at least a date to kind of look forward to and work towards. So that's definitely helped. And Beck, you obviously don't lack any motivation. Um, I see every single day if I'm feeling like I need to work out, I'll just tap on your social media and see you crunching some abs. How have you been going? Yeah, like, look, I don't have one creative bone in my body. So, like, I love watching Maddie's stuff, whereas I'm just like, yeah, let's just work on the rig, get the goat. Um, it's sort of been fun. I live with mum and dad, so it's been fun, like, you know, working out with them or, like, watching, like, my mum, little Rosie, like, watching her lift kettlebells is the cutest thing ever. And then dad and I are just, like, flexing at each other. So, it's, yeah, it. it's a it's a fun time, but... um. Like my number one love language is physical touch. So for me, not hugging my like family and my friends, that was very hard. But now I like, you know, I hug, get to hug my family or like give a teammate a high five. So that's good. High five, butt slap. <laughs> you can need a butt slap because that gets me going. <laughs> um, but you got, you got a sporting pedigree in the family. Good old Gary Cole. Yeah, good old GC. Well, this is what he's been saying. So, love GC. He's finished all of his um, uh, cancer treatment. Unreal. And he's, well like, done. super fit at the moment. He's like, oh, I'm, like, two kilos off my playing weight. So, he's just <laughs> loving himself sick. Um, oh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at a marathon or something because, obviously, like, I feel like he's pushing you. Not ruling he's it out. Not. Would he do a marathon? I reckon he would. So, no, he, he would if he could, but he has a very bung ankle. Like, if you see him walk, it's like, eh, yeah. yeah. So, he literally couldn't. Like, he couldn't do that. But he would do, like, a marathon bike ride. 
Like he would definitely uh, do that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Enough of uh, the family talk. Oh, we can. We'll go back to it. But um, I want to talk about last year. Unbelievable year from you girls. Obviously, dominated the World Series events that you guys went to. Um, won the Asia Cup, um, Changu, Tokyo. Um, and then we don't really want to talk about the World Cup, but had an unreal campaign and you guys were um, brilliant. And I've obviously always, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's the case of Australia not playing uh, as much. You guys, if you were the case, you guys would have been, yeah, yeah, featuring high in the rankings. Talk to me about, I guess, what last year meant to you guys. I mean, obviously a little bit of a redemption with the Asia Cup. Um, and then, yeah, the very first time World Tour events happening on the women's circuit. Mm. Um, well, as you said, the, the women's circuit um, happened. We were, um, you know, fortunate enough to be able to partake in that, but then also win the first, um, you know, inaugural event yeah, of right. that. So we went to the, the first and the last stop pretty much, which is, you know, that's special. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is, yeah, and just like to win both of them and give it a, a good crack. I think in previous years, we've really only gone to the FIBA Asia Cup. Um, so last year was um, probably the first time we really sunk our teeth into actually playing 3x3 and like giving it a good crack and not just like a, a tournament here or there and like being very sp uh, sporadic in tournaments and whether it fits around like our National League and stuff. Um, so to actually kind of have a bit of continuation in playing and then just kind of stay on and play an extra tournament and just give it, yeah, as I said, a good crack is it's been awesome to be able to do that. Yeah. You talk, you talk about, I mean, um, what do you, what do you reckon attribute to you guys with the success? I mean, you've talked Keely Froling, Anna Zavik, Alice Koenig, uh, Marina Whittle. Um, I mean, everyone was played really big pieces, but I mean, it was that just a case of starting to play a little bit more or starting to understand the game. I mean, Beck, you've been doing it for so long. What do you think, I guess, was the turning point? I think, one will play more games and more regularly. And for people who don't like no 3x3 a whole lot, the only way you get better is literally by playing more games. So like you said, our nation, we're like bloody good at it. But we, mm. when we verse the Europeans and the Asians who have been doing it for five plus years, you can tell what they have ahead of us is that experience. So the fact we did get to go to more tournaments play against these nations we grew from it we learned from it yeah we, we watch film but I think also like the more you play the more I know where Maddie is going to be on every play um where you know Alice is going to be on the roll or Keely coming up the lane I think where you know where each other are going to be like that's a massive thing but I think even from when our first stop in Chengdu to our last stop in Tokyo countries were defending us differently so it's almost like as we get better, countries learn what we do. We're still mm -hmm. having to evolve. But what was great in the last year is we proved ourselves to other nations that we are actually here. Yeah, we won Asia Cup and people knew we were good, but I don't think they respected us. Now we have that respect, which is something awesome. What was your very first tournament, like ever, 3x3? Mine was, I remember it was really random. The only reason we went, I think, is because New Zealand were like couldn't go. And it was in France, uh, in uh, Nantes, I think that's how you say it. And the yeah. team was Kali Mijovic, 
Amelia Todd Hunter, Nadine Payne and myself. And JL Patrick was our coach, team manager, physio. <laughs> she was not your it. coach. Well, we, well, we didn't really know the rules because like, we've never done it. So that was my first experience. Uh, Maddie, yourself? Mine was two years ago at the Asia Cup. Really? Okay. I played it. Um, there might have been maybe at the first hustle. Hustle, yeah. Yeah, the 3x3 hustle. That actually probably was the first time I played it. I wasn't playing like in the Seabull. Was it Seabull still then? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and because I like, you know, I was coming back from an ankle injury and stuff like that. And I just decided that I wanted to take off for off season. And then Paul Maley from Basketball Australia was like, hey, what are you doing? Um, and I'm like, uh... Well, nothing like I'm just kind of working <laughs> out in the gym and like, you know, having a proper off season. He's like, oh, there's this game called 3x3. I'll call you like, I'll call you again later and like explain a little bit about it. Like, but we're sending a team to this thing called the FIBA Asia Cup. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll do it. And that was it. But- <laughs> had, you, had you seen it? I mean, back prior to your first one, had you seen it? Like, did you even watch it? Like, I mean, it's crazy. Like, Never knew about it one yeah. that like it existed um i think i'd seen on like espn old nba guys who played 3x3 but they were all just like jacking up three point shots <laughs> but i didn't think it was a real thing where like especially the guys could earn heaps of money and all that so when i went to that tournament i literally had to look up the rules like read it as i was on the airplane because i had no idea and your initiation may similar like i mean yeah pretty much yep um yeah i think i'm pretty sure it was the hustle so i just kind of rocked out was like i guess it's kind of just like (laughs) basketball but yeah with a few other rules thrown in there so yeah it's crazy how different like it's the same concept of putting a ball in a hoop um but it's crazy how different it is i mean i remember my very first training camp after we had just got done yeah you were very unfit But uh, yeah, good old Dave Buars, uh, our, our guy, Biwa, um, he literally is like very first drill is like running around like for like 10 minutes straight. And, um, and then I was like, yeah, maybe this isn't the sport for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that lactic is different in 3x3, that's for sure. Oh, like absolute brutal. I mean, you, you love it. And then I wanted, because I mean, obviously... Both of you guys had pretty good junior careers, so really sick photo of um, you guys at the AIS just the other day. <laughs> Definitely might have to bring that up somewhere, which is, <laughs> which is good. But I want to talk about, there's uh, undeniably, I think, uh, maybe more so for you, Beck. you've had very, very good back WNBL campaigns. Um, you saying what's... I haven't? Uh, no. Maybe not as good as Beck. I'll be honest. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. But I'm saying you've obviously, but maybe the back of a success. Of, let me ask the question, Maddie, and I'll come to you. All right. I mean, I'm but, kidding. I just like to, um, I just to throw a joke in somehow. <laughs> but the success, the back, the back of a success of 3x3, dominating that to then 5 on 5 confidence, played a massive factor. Yeah. So I think when I first played 3x3, I was in a like very low in confidence. I was like, you know, had come back from a knee injury, wasn't really playing great. Didn't want to be a one man anymore. So I like, I was a bit very much like, do I stop playing basketball? Because I, which is something I don't think I've ever think would come out of my mouth. 
and uh, was playing Sable, finally went back to a two-man, having so much more fun doing that. And then the first hustle that we did, and I w it made me like find the love for the basketball game again. So I think it brought in back like, you know, my attacking side, that's just like my bread and butter and, you know, my passion and love for it again. So I think I have a special place in my heart for 3x3 because it brought that back up in me and like ignited a fire again. And I think it definitely does. You can tell, because we need one-on-one -on -one abilities when we go back to five on five, it's something we're definitely better at, I think, compared, you know, to some of the just who, people who play five on five or the physicality, like you can see us finish buckets, getting hit in the air or doing this, which we're not good at to start with, but you learn or you get better. So it's like definitely helped my game a hundred percent, but I think also just made me go back to what I used to do, but have confidence in doing it. And then, Maddie, obviously, you've got to ask you the same sort of thing, but the 3x3 game suits you. Like, you don't, you know, like you've got that flair, that creativity, both on and off the court. I mean, how have you felt like that suited you there? I mean, you, you've hit a couple of big game winners, you know, you like that ISO ball. Yeah, I mean, talk to me about how that sort of, maybe how you've embraced that sort of concept. Yeah, I think you kind of said it when um, it's a game that suits my style of um, play. And um, I think sometimes in um, five and five, I don't, I can't really express myself um, as I really am. So I, you know, when I get to three and three, I can move, I can have a bit of the ball more, be able to kind of like put a bit more handle in there, um, and just like I'll shoot the ball when I'm when I'm open. So that's you know what I do generally. But I, I have more of a an opportunity to be able to express myself through, um, you know, getting the handles out or like you know, challenging myself to get to the basket. That's the thing with uh, the 3x3 game is you, you can't hide behind anyone. Mm. You, you're all exposed. You have to be able to do everything, um, defend, attack, get to the basket, shoot the ball. Um, so it, it exposes you and you just have to be able to do that. But again, it kind of falls into um, my niche of play too. Let's talk about the Aussie girls and I guess the camaraderie and um, how well you guys get along. Um, I was had the pleasure of being involved in the World Cup qualifiers, Asia Cup and the World Cup. Um, and obviously all of you girls go along really well, especially, I mean, even us guys, um, there's a really good feel. But do you think that it shows, obviously, let, let's talk about that, that chemistry and that relationship of those girls. And um, I mean, it's going to be a tough thing. I mean, obviously you, you want to get girls pushing into the lineup. I mean, I obviously saw, um, off of me, who's... Canberra Capitals player. Kelsey Griffin. Yeah, Kelsey Griffin come in. Um, but, I mean, talk about that, just like, the, you know, Hannah Zervik and um, Zavich and, and everyone that's played. You know, how, how's chemistry helped on the court? Well, I think, to be honest, like, we've developed more. Like, I think Maddie and I have gotten so much closer from playing, t like, together, and I've, like, thoroughly enjoyed that we've been able to have that opportunity to do that and it's like you just have this trust because with 3x3 there's no trust it's like I don't think you're going to win and also the the fact it's like when Maddie said if you're exposed mm -hmm. if you're not working your ass off like you're letting your teammate down and that's almost like the worst feeling ever when you you know if you accidentally do that but um 
like the camaraderie has been great. The amount of gags that we have is like ridiculous. And it definitely shows on the floor when we get out there, like we are so passionate and 3X3 allows us to be that way. But it's like, we cry, we cry together. We laugh, we laugh together. Like, you know, we're jumping around in the showers, we're jumping in the showers together. So it's sort of, that's something really, I think special that I've really liked. And I know as it gets bigger, people are coming, you know, it's, that's what sport is. People could take your place. It keeps you on your toes. But I think something I really liked about Kelsey, she came in, she respected what we had, you know, done and we achieved because really it's been the same group of girls for this year and a half, you know, paving the way, I guess, for 3X3 basketball in Australia. But she wanted to learn and ask questions because no one really knows. So that's my take on it. And uh, Maddie, anything? Uh, I think, I mean, Beck's totally right with that. But just to add to it, like, we all know each other because we've played against each other or with each other in our national league um for years and years or we've grown up together like <clears throat> beck and i were we're in the same age group so we came through junior basketball went to the ais together played on the same team for a few years um which was against a lot of the other girls so we already know each other from being in the same league we know what each other does it's just that um playing together um rather than like against each other but playing together also in that 3x3 format so it's not like we're all complete strangers. So we, all, we already have a connection from um, all playing in the same league. Um, but it's just, yeah, it, it's strengthened when you, you go on tours and, yeah. Start and there's on. only four of you. If you don't I, get along, but, like, good luck in this whole thing. I, and I'm going to say, I think that's why I love the whole environment because, like, when you're in a team and there's always clicks, like... Yeah. You know, you take to our professional teams and there's like three or four people that stay together and, you know, like you don't want to be in the coach's bus um, and all that. <laughs> but like you finish a game, the whole, like both the male and female squads are like sitting at a table. Um, you go watch the games. There's no like the warm up is like literally warm up at the stadium. It's like <laughs> such, like when you talk about, I was speaking about of Damon Huffman uh, the other day and he <laughs> speaking about like, the yeah like your preparation and your and your recovery it's just like it's we're professional athletes like we make a living from it and then you go to this 3x3 circuit and it's like unbelievable sort of um environment that you have to sort of adapt to but then yeah you take from the team aspect where yeah like you can't hate each other because like yeah yeah like you can't sub yourself out um, but i've i've loved how close-knit I guess both teams are and it's that's the way because I guess like you put so much energy in that 21 points or 10 minutes and so like your level of emotion is like the most you've ever been like you go uh -huh. from and I, I'm an emotional guy um, as you, and you guys <laughs> nah. are emotional guys. <laughs> but you go from like wanting to you know run for a brick wall to then like going oh, I've got another game in an hour um, but then there mm. you've got that like you can watch you guys do so well Talking about that emotion, the Asia Cup, and obviously, I mean, you guys smashed it. Um, and it sort of, did it feel, I mean, it was that redemption, I mean, but like you, you went through seamlessly. I think I think you beat Uzbekistan maybe in the final. I mean, I think we sh just shared a bit. I mean, how did that feel to have the, the feel of losing to New Zealand the previous year, but then to, to get a chance to, to win gold? 
Yeah, I mean, um, there's always <laughs> like, you're going to want to try and resurrect yourself from if you don't, you know, you don't win because that's you go to play every game to win and you play every season and every tournament to win. Um, so there was always, you know, that extra incentive that like, you know, we're coming out even stronger this time. Um, and again, like Beck said before, the more games we played, the more we got to know each other, the easier it got, the, the more fun it was. And I think, yeah, and then we, we won that and then went on straight to that, um, the first stop of the women's series and we went 12-0 straight away. So I think that's where we came out and made our point, not only to win, but like we came out to be like, we're not messing around. Mm. We, we might not play this all year round like some other, you know, countries might and they, they have more experience than us, but like we're here. Like yeah, yeah. we're giving this a crack and we're not messing around. Is there a bit of a rivalry with New Zealand? I mean, obviously, 100%. always traditionally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, of course. Yeah, I the... think... Okay, sorry, you go. No, go ahead. No. no you... Go, 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 go. <laughs> go, Beck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, like, I remember after uh, Maddie and I had lost the Asia Cup before and afterwards, and I remember, like, Mad's, like, hands in her head, like, cry, we were all crying, but it was the fact like I think we had the better team and we lost and when you look back at the game and the rules and how it goes we shouldn't have lost so 100% redemption after that but then I think yes we have that rivalry with New Zealand but to be honest I think our massive rivalry is with France because we play them all the bloody time and it's but you could ask them I honestly think they would say the same thing and this respect for each other but it's like when we go out, it's like we're all going for blood. Mm. Thanks for listening them. to the show because our very first episode, we listened to, we had Mignet Tree on the yeah. podcast and she said she gave like a massive shout out and was like Australia's, we thought um, we would play them in the World Cup final. Like that was her words and knew every single player of their scouting report. And then unfortunately, I'm going to have to touch on that because, um, yeah, I mean, it was... Oh, I mean, we look back at it, an unbelievable atmosphere, um, you know, right, right in front of the museum, museum line, like in Amsterdam, you know, 2,000, 3,000 people. It was like berserk. Let's talk about that. I mean, you guys had a really incredible campaign, but then I guess just to stumble at the end and, um, yeah, I mean, unfortunate of, of how that felt. Oh, touchy subject up her wounds clearly over it <laughs> <laughs> definitely let that one go um yeah I mean that's it's tough and it was I guess the, a first of its kind for my journey I I, I back have you been to a world cup before like um no nah, yeah. unless it was our ju- like junior right stuff I don't think so no yeah so like oh. yeah yeah, one. Yeah. That was all. A kind of like a senior World Cup in any sort of form, and then obviously being three x three, it's very, very new to us. Um, and I think that's the thing. Like with three x three, you think you could be up. Like it, it seems like when you're playing, you, you're getting all these buckets. Oh, we should be up by like 15 points, and you look up, and you're up by two. <laughs> and it's such a grind, and then it's just like it's so it can be so close, and like you might think you're up by five, then they hit two twos, and it's you're in the game again. So it's just like, you, there's not time to relax and a lot of things can happen within the game for it to turn really quickly. Um, and 
you know, we, we have like one timeout and maybe a TV timeout, but then like when you're in your timeout, you're just like, you're trying to suck in air and it's just like, you have to really learn on the fly and you don't have your coaches there because you can't speak to your coaches. So it's like, it's all very, very new to us too. Um, so yeah, it was just like, you know, we played France in, in the women's series and, and beat them there. And it's just like, then you might play them again, you might lose, like, cause it's just changing. Like Beck said before, we play a country at the start and now a few, a few, few years later, they're playing us differently. So they did, you know, different scouting and we might've had a bad game and that sort of thing. But again, that's sport and I'm still not over it. <laughs> I think- the of- Go back, sorry. Oh no, and um, the scouting thing, like what I think is really cool is Day Bewa, Coach Bewa picked up on how Tommy Wright was getting defended in on balls and how this one game, obviously, because you don't see it when you're in there in the moment mm. and it's very hard and like you hadn't been defended that way in six months. Um, so he was like, Beck, you need to do that because that's how France then started defending on an on ball. And it's crazy how just watching and learning from you guys were able to do that. Whereas I don't think that's that would be normal in like a five on five game. So that's something that I find is quite interesting that 3x3 is sort of the same in the men's and the women's and how it is played. But yeah, look, losing to China, that was more what got me and our team. Like, I think because it was to go for the gold, but the fact like I watched that game and I think I missed like two layups where I was like, you know, and I know that one layup isn't the game, but I'm like, I let my team down and like we were in tears with each other. Like that was heartbreaking. And then, like you said, 45 minutes later, we're playing for bronze and the last ticket to go to Olympic qualifiers. And you have to just get out of this headset of, okay, guys, yes, we can't get gold, but we can get bronze and we can still go to Olympics. And then I think if you saw it, because we've never really experienced that, we, we, like, we were, I think we all lost it emotionally, physically. Like we tried till the end, but I think we got pumped that game. But it was like, we thought our shot was over for qualifiers and that killed us all because we'd worked so hard for that moment. But luckily we have another shot, so yay. I know, and we'll touch on that. I actually just had goosebumps thinking about that. But it is, it's crazy. I remember the China game. I think the last two and a half minutes was the most brutal time ever. And you're just like, it's pure exhaustion. Like I, I say this, like when people try and prepare for like conditioning, like I'm like, I don't know if you can truly prepare for yourself. It's like run around while getting smashed by every single person around you. <laughs> and then and at the end of the game, it's like trying to make a shot. And like, yeah, it's like, even at the end, you're like, people go like, oh, why don't they just make that like simple play? I remember even coming back and they're like, oh, why don't they do that? And I'm like, because they basically can't even stand anymore. <laughs> yeah. And so you're just hoping like, it's nuts. I want to move on because that's, yeah, the, the Olympics and, and um, that, right? The... The emotion of we might not have our chance, and then now, yeah, um, like a strong chance you guys will, um, yeah. I mean, the qualifiers I'll unfortunately postpone for for understandable reasons. But talk to me about that emotion. I know I saw you um, watching it live with your with your family, Beck. Um, but both of you, I mean, how was it to know that? Yeah, we're in the qualifiers. We still got our Olympic dream alive. What? 
I remember after we left um, Amsterdam, I went on a family holiday. I cried every day for three days because I was like, it's done. Mm -hmm. And I remember I had like phone call to my um, like friend back home and like had to talk to dad and like, you had to be like, look, when do you get to go on family holidays? But this is how upset I was. Like, I just couldn't even think about it. So watching it, I know that our team deserves to be there because we are one of the best, but it's all based on ranking systems and we don't go to many tournaments. So even though I think we definitely deserve to be there, that's just not how it all works at the end of the day. So when I saw our flag come up, it was like a big weight had just been lifted off our shoulders and I was just so happy that we get the opportunity again. Yeah, mm. we did had to do it the hard way, but it's still there and that's, been our dream since you know you Starting start playing it. sport yeah Maddie. Mm. Mm. yeah it was very much like this like we lost <laughs> and like, oh, we might have another chance but then like we don't have enough ranking points and it was just like this for like a few months and then so i was just like you know i'm just gonna be like this and maybe <laughs> like i'm not over it but um yeah it's just and then it was kind of like exciting like wait, 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 wait. and i remember i was messaging back like when we're waiting for the announcement, I was like, I don't think I've ever been so nervous in my life. Like this is more nerve wracking than like actually playing a game. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, we saw our, the name pop up and we're just like, it, it, yeah, it's incredible. Um, and I think we were so disappointed after losing that, the bronze, because it's like, that's it. Like yeah. that, was our, that was our ticket. How are we going to get to more tournaments? Like, is there even any more tournaments? Um, we live all the way in Australia. It's not like we can just kind of, hey, I'm just going to go next door and play Hop over to Italy. Yeah. <laughs> play Italy or like some European team. So. And uh, this is the case, right? Like, and, and I want to segue into that because it's the pathways. Like the reason why the ranking points for you girls is because you're not playing in enough tournaments and you're yeah. right. Like there's just not that opportunity. And so I want to ask both of you guys from a pathways perspective because Australia as you said they're yeah they're, they're purely on they're, they're definitely on the map very extra world like um you know you look at anyone they'll say like who's the best players and you know like there's there's no doubt at world cups olympic qualifiers you'll be favorites for good reason I mean what can I guess Australia do I guess for this next pathway into I guess place a priority it's a tough thing it's always going to be the case through x3 is going to be I guess that little sister, the, you know, big sister sort of thing, big brother, whatever mentality that, you know, financially you're not going to get the support, but how can we, I guess, continue pushing on? Because when you still have aspirations, I, I saw, but, you know, you made the Opal squad back and as a result of playing so well and, and Maddie, I'm sure, you know, if you, you always just want to represent your country, but, you know, what can, what can we as national players help promote the pathway to be sustainable? Oh, I feel like this answer could go on for a while, but it is. No, new, so. I haven't got a, I haven't got a reminder saying, "Hey, get off." I oh, just said, "Wrap it up in five. So you got five. <laughs> um, I think for one, the three x three pro hustles have been awesome for getting out the name of three x three, and they're being able to not only adults but now children being able to play the game and get points for us as a nation, but as being a national team player, it would be great if we 
can go overseas and say, I know it was talks at one point, but the AIS in Italy, say, are we able to stay there for a period of time? And we go, you know, to other countries to be able to play because they're doing it every weekend, whereas we're doing it every six months. That would be something that I think that would be great for the nation to keep playing in the pathways. But we, I think we just need more competitions here in Australia, probably first off. But it's, oh, I don't know, it, it, it's a hard, what do you think, man? Yeah, I mean, I think first of all, just having conversations around and being like, hey, have you had the 3x3? Like, the, there's got the, the pro hustle here, like, check it out. And now we've got the community hustles happening, getting involved that way. And, and as Beck said, like, you can earn points for your nation by taking part in that. But I think it firstly it comes from spreading the... Mm. The game itself in terms of word of mouth checking it out um learning about it um and then yeah just trying to find opportunities it's kind of hard for pro players like us because we can't play it during wnbl um or nbl um so it only gives us you know half the the year of, to be able to travel but of course you know we've got an off-season league but we're going to drop that if we can represent our country so again um just trying to find more opportunities to be able to kind of travel overseas or get even tournaments here um, so we can stay here. People can come in, but you know, now with the whole coronavirus thing, travel restrictions, so it just throws a whole nother thing out there. But I think the first, first and foremost is just getting the word out there and kind of explaining to everyone it's like what it's about. And um, yeah, just having that exposure. And knowing it's going to be Olympic sport and you can represent your country, there's another four spots for for you to be able to represent your country and play basketball. And know, even yeah. like sponsorships, like that, I think that would be awesome because one, we have great basketballers, but we have great people. Like you talk to any character in 3X3 and I'm like, I want to get to know you more because you're interesting, you're relatable. Mm -hmm. And 3X3 is this, it's modern, it's entertaining. Um, like it has that brings that factor with it. It's it's street, it, which is very now in not only like sport but fashion and music. And it's like three x three combines all this. If people want to invest in it, I think that would be another way for us to be able to do more with it and spread the word. No, so drop absolutely. your sponsorship below, and we'll get back to you. Swipe up. On... Swipe up. <laughs> and like and subscribe. Subscribe. Yeah. Subscribe. <laughs> No, I love it. Um, no, I love it. And I could speak to you girls all night. I've definitely missed um, spending some time on the road. If you are, it's been an absolute pleasure <laughs> rekindling yeah, our chats. Um, but um, on behalf of the crew here, which is of two um, at 3x3 Hustle Hype, I want to thank you guys and wish you luck um, in the short term and obviously long term because there's no doubt if you guys get to the Olympics, which I well, basically guarantee um you'd you'd medal it so um so i once again want to appreciate and thank you and not only for thank you for being a part of the show but being um the incredible woman that you are and and, and paving the way for the youngsters coming through through for 3x3 and um yeah obviously being that part so thank you guys to everyone else um tuning in um gary that's you um please subscribe <laughs> <laughs> to our 3x3 hustle hype podcast spotify tunes all your favorite outlets and hit us up on social media take care everyone and have a great night bye thank you bye